the entire American Christian faith was is is what created white supremacy. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. We will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. My name is Caroline J. Sumlin. And I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And um, we're going to dive into today the hypocrisy of white Christianity. Um, I think. Before we kind of dive in, I'm actually going to throw this to Caroline as I do often, but it's a li- the reason why is I feel like we've both been kind of deconstructing our faith a little bit and, you know, just kind of doing some soul searching there. However, I feel like the history in this situation is very important to kind of like understand. So you kind of understand where we're coming from and understand a little bit more, um, inside the topic that we're that we're touching on today so I'm going to throw it to you Caroline I think you've been deconstructing your faith a lot longer than I have actually and so I feel like you have a little bit more understanding behind like the history of what we're talking about today yeah I feel like I've been deconstructing for like a little less than a year um I think for me it's just that I I tend to go like pretty in depth when I whenever I start researching something I go all in so like I do like months worth of work, excuse me, months worth of research or work or discovery in like a week because I just yeah. go hardcore like that. Um, and it's hard not to get sucked in too once you start doing that kind of research because it's so eye opening. Well, yes, that 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 too. It is <laughs> so very it is very eye opening. Um, so I mean, honestly, I I will say it started with everything happening last summer mm. with um. When, the, when George Floyd was murdered. And actually, I lied. Let's take this back a second. So just to give you guys an understanding of where my brain is coming from, okay? And where I think many, I can't say for certain, but I think many Black Christians specifically are probably in this place or similar to this place, but most of us grew up in Black churches, okay? Yes. And if anything, I think another podcast episode at another time would be about the importance of the black church, why the black church exists, et cetera. And even some of the, the um, excuse me, even some of the, the problems that we also see within our own churches and why yes, we see those. We, got because some. We, we do. And, and it's important to also understand, though, that the root of almost all of the problems that we even have within our own community are still from white supremacy. And that is true within the black church, right? So most of us grew up in the black church. I grew up in the black church. By the time I was, well, I I went to a a black college. I went to Howard university. So at Howard was the first time I was able to 
and, and had a desire to seek the Lord in a more relational way. I was tired of like that traditional religious stuff, even though right. I loved yeah. my black church, I had a great community there. Um, I love blackness. So that's like just very typical, but I didn't really know much about the nature, the character, the personhood of God. So I got to Howard. I met friends that were much deeper in their faith, but Howard was like a, like a, like a black, it was like almost like a, a, the perfect mixture of like the, the traditions and the customs or the culture, I should say of the black church meets modern Christianity because we were all young, right. Mm -hmm. Doing things, you know, a little bit more different. We had this really cool program called Wednesday night live and we would just be you know, throwing down with the gospel and everything else, but it was also, you know, super modern and wearing jeans and we're also doing hip hop and we're also doing all these things. Right. So it was like that perfect mixture. And I got that for four years. Um, And I was, I started to, my, my friend, a specific friend of mine who kind of like helped me in my walk with the Lord introduced me more Christian music than what I had been listening to. Like we were down with the gospel and all of that, but we all, he also introduced me to Hillsong, to Jesus culture, to yeah. Bethel, to these other groups that I had never heard of before. Kind of contemporary and Christian. More contemporary Christian that I had never listened to, never heard of, never knew this world even existed. Like I knew there was white Christian music out there, but when I thought about white Christian music, I thought about Switchfoot, which by the way, love Switchfoot, great brand, but they're not, they're not I've really listening to them. Switchfoot, you don't remember that song like you were meant to live for so much more. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I, I didn't know that's who sang it. <laughs> I just know I like the song. That's not how I really sing, you guys. But whenever I have to sing in front of other people, I refuse to use my real voice because I'm self-conscious <laughs> about that. So I make myself sound bad. So I can say it was on purpose. And now that I try to sound good and that it was bad. Okay, just. All right. But that's Switchfoot. But, you know, I growing up, I thought like that was just white Christian music. Like I didn't know, like either that or it was like hymns. Like I had gone to church with one of my white Christian friends like one time and, you know, everyone's standing still and they've got their hymnal book and they're like, right. Yeah. Oh, that too. Like, (laughs) like, right. So I'm like, that's all I thought about. I had no idea that there was like this rock Christian music. But I was also like that teenager that enjoyed you know what white rock music i guess oh yeah all kinds of music all kinds of music as much as i liked my black music so when i was introduced to that kind of music i was like oh this is cool so i was introduced to those ministries and i started to learn more about that and um we had gone to like this retreat or this um yeah it was this jesus culture they used to do this retreat and we had gone um right after we graduated in new york and so i saw this like different way of like having church and so I was newly graduated, so I wasn't doing Howard Church anymore. We, I, that's what I did for four years. I did every single Sunday. I did chapel, and I was involved in that. And so I was looking for something, and I was like, well, I, I, I want that. I want what I see. I want this Jesus yeah. culture thing. Like, that's so cool. I, I want something different. It looks you so know? freeing. It looks freeing. Yes. It yes. looks young. It looks hip. Everyone has skinny jeans on. Woohoo! Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have to wear my Sunday hat. Oh, like, the pantyhose. Awesome. <laughs> the pantyhose, right? So, um... So I found a church in, you know, my area that I was in and I, um, and I, it was pretty much that, I, you know, there was a, a, 
a worship band and there was a guitar player and right. and his wife they had tattoos and they were playing all the heel song and jesus culture songs i'm like this is awesome and it was a multicultural church there was black folks there but there was white folks the pastors were white and most of the leadership was white but there was i would say you know the racial population was very mixed i would say you know 50 percent white and 50 percent other ethnicities um right. with a combination of you know black um latinx or hispanic um you know asian communities all of it so i thought this is awesome this is this is what i've been looking for yeah and i right that perfect melting pot and so i entrusted my faith into this new my spiritual health and my faith into this new way of living and through that i also started to get more involved with blogging and online space so i started to also meet christians online um my first ever business was creating this Christian planner. So I started to meet white Christian women primarily. I started to get connected to those, those really like top Christian influencer companies or people like the Daily Grace Co., which is like that company that makes these journals. If you're a Christian, yeah. online, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Risen Motherhood, you know, white Christian moms and their little podcasts and all those things. And started to get to, in, started to get introduced to like that just very like white Christian way of thinking and pursuing. And the way my brain saw it was I learned about pursuing in a relationship with the Lord and, and more of like that deep, like just like melt your whole life faith, I guess you can say, or, you know, yeah. that, that deep, like, like relationship you know, over religion. Gate, gate, yeah. Like that gut punching, like, but also like that surrender. Like I learned about, surrendering my whole life to God and everything else from white Christians from their ministries online from Jesus culture Hillsong you know Laura Casey like all those people I learned about that from white people and from black Christians I had learned you know my culture and you know other traditional religious things that happen in the black church but I didn't learn that relational stuff so I had already put this divide in my mind and in my heart and essentially what I'm not proud of, but I kind of denied the black church for a while. Like I really wasn't listening to any gospel music. I wasn't listening to any black, black music at all. And really felt like this is the way that I want to like exercise my faith. It felt better. It felt more, you know, convicting and all those things and learning now it wasn't really freeing at all actually. And that's really the hypocrisy. I thought it was freeing but it wasn't. Um, so fast forward to 2020, June, 2020, May, June, 2020. I had been following people online and, and having that Christian community for five, six, seven years at this point. Okay. Right. And at this point you're invested and you're, Mm -hmm. yeah, like you, you admire these people that you're following. Right. Exactly. And that's when you know, the Black Lives Matter stuff happened. Well, that's not true because Black Lives Matter had already been happening from Trayvon. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I yeah. also wanted to, I wanted to rewind and tell that story too, because while I was in this space online and in person with my, with my church that I was attending in person and with the people that I was in community with online, there was never, ever a peep ever when yeah. anything Black Lives Matter was happening. When Trayvon Martin was killed, when um, Freddie Gray was killed, when Andrew insert... Blaine. Every other, you know, person that we've marched for has been killed. 
I have ne- I had never came to church that's on a Sunday the, on a following Sunday and heard my pastor say anything about those people. Yeah. Um, I had never heard any sort of recognition for Juneteenth. I had never heard any sort of acknowledgement of black history month. Great. We acknowledge, they acknowledge, they, they made sure to acknowledge Martin Luther King Jr. And of course, twist, of course. twisted into some sort of, you know, all the peace, all hate. the peaceful quotes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and that was about it, but there was enormous celebration on July 4th, which at the time I thought was cool, but now I'm learning is idolatry. Oh yeah. Um, you know, things of that nature. So I had already, but I, I had been so conditioned to just white people don't care about these things. And so I never expected them to. So my low expectations and just accepting the status quo Right. Just allowed me to just take it because that's what we do as black people. We just stay strong and we just realize that there's only some things that our community is going to care about. So right. In I our care mind, about it's it. just like they don't talk about that. That's fine. We know just, we talk about it. This is our issue. It's fine. They're quiet. We just move on. Right. Exactly. So it was much to my surprise when George Floyd was murdered and oh, the whole like world started to talk about black lives matter that in and of itself was a surprise but i also saw my pastor as well as other prominent white pastors such as judah smith um levi lusco and others publicly with their millions of people platform proclaim black lives matter yeah and i was like it's happening oh my goodness they finally care. Yay. Like I was ecstatic. I thought yep. this was going to be it. I was I, so hopeful. I too. I was giving out mental pats on the back. So I always say I'm not patting anybody on the back for caring, but it was such a shock that I was, I was like, this person speaking up, this person speak. like I'm patting mm-hmm. people on the back for stuff they should be doing, but it was such a shock, you know, right. that I'm just like, yes, it's so exciting. You know? Yes, exactly. Um, so then I looked in the comments because mm-hmm. I saw comments, like even like ones that were just like, you know, before you have to w- w- click see all, but you see like, more, like yeah. a couple, I just, I saw a comment that was like, you know, you're a traitor. How could you? And I was like, huh? I was yeah, So you're like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just didn't, I just didn't. I mean, I, I just thought white people before didn't say stuff because it was they were like uncomfortable and just avoided it and was just like, well, just, you know, leave that over there and just, you know, show right. them we love them by just, you know, how are you? Let me give you a hug. Right. right. Love your so, neighbor. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I, you know, of course I knew that white folks were racist, but I, I was one of those people that was blind and didn't think that all white folks were racist. I'm like, yeah, some of them are racist Same. and some of them aren't, you know? Right. And I don't, I'm not around white racist people. I'm around white people that love me. Yay! <laughs> I'm so, around the good ones. The good ones. <laughs> so I, I clicked in the comments and I was like, what? Like, I was just appalled. I took screenshots. I was like, this is, I, I never would have imagined that that's what I would have seen. Yeah. And so I started to see that and I started to go to other pastors that had said same, you know, um, Christine Kane and those kinds of people, Beth Moore. And I saw the same thing and I'm like, whoa, 
what is going yeah. on. At this point, this is a large community of people. This oh, for like sure. This or, is this is like the epitome two. of white Christianity and people that they look up to. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone loves Christine Kane. Like, let's be real, you know? Yeah. So, um, and of course, I know noticed I started to go to other white Christian pastor pages that are more on the conservative side and saw nothing, silence. Oh, yeah. Or, or usual. And then I also, there was a particular influencer that I was following. I'm not going to mention this person because this is not, this is somebody that has a large platform. Um, she's an author, but she's not like a million person follower pastor. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to protect the privacy here, but she was someone that I was following because I, I, and I had her book. She teaches theology. And at first she was silent about everything. And then she started speaking about it and said like she had to pray about it at first and use that excuse about praying about things and that she was going to gather her thoughts and whatever, whatever. And I had even messaged her and I said, you know, why aren't you saying anything? And she was like, I have a very conservative audience and I have to make sure that I address them in a certain way that's going to not upset them, but help them to understand what's going on. That was the excuse there. So she finally said stuff, made a whole highlight about it. means more to you than the lives of black people, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, she tried to educate them on, because the thing is, this is, this is where I started to realize that white conservative Christians don't believe in systemic racism. I was Mm. like, huh? Like, how do you not believe in that? Like, it's literally in front of your face. Like, I don't get it. It's like made up to them. Like Like something we made up. For them, it really really is. It really is. So listening to the way she addressed that, listening to the way that she addressed the use of Black Lives Matter, and then listening to how she said, you know, I can say Black Lives Matter, but not stand with the organization because we know the organization is Marxist and we know all these things. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like Marx, like Karl Marx, like the one I learned about in high school. I was just so confused. And I'm like, like Marx, what, are, what is where are we going? What do they think? Like, what are they really thinking? I I at this point was still so like just so utterly confused. But l- recognizing, like, whoa, the world of white Christians is completely different than mm. our world. And their viewpoint is so like. It's so it's hateful. Riddled in hypocrisy to me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was like, why, why, like, what about, I, I, lo- I, I remember going on the Black Lives Matter page and like, what about this is Marxist? Like, looking right. at Marxism, like, okay. I see and then this. all of a sudden they go down a rabbit hole what? of conspiracies on how Black Lives Matter was like created to like fund the Democratic Party. And I mean, I've seen all kinds of crazy conspiracies from, from Christian white people specifically. Right. So so this, this gets us into where I started researching. I'm like, what is going on here? Why is it like this? Because now you're confused. It didn't click. (laughs) It just, I was just like, I don't get it. They're obviously racist because they're hateful in the comments and they don't like Black Lives Matter and they think it's Marxist and they're, they're, um, their argument over racism is that it's a heart issue and just preach the gospel. Like that's the main argument is just preach the gospel and racism will just go away. Like, yeah, we know it's yeah. sinful, but it's just like, just preach it and don't say things like racism and don't say things like right. the, 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 the depth on of people's toes. the depths of their, the depths of their 
message? I don't have the, I don't have the right word for what I want to communicate. I, I don't have a word for this, but it's, I guess the depths of their very narrow minded point of view hmm. is, is it's, it's as deep as the ocean of white supremacy itself, because it is white supremacy. Now, see, at the time, I didn't understand that, right? So when I started doing my research, that's when I was like, oh, okay. Their entire, the entire American Christian faith was, is, is what created white supremacy. Oh, okay. So, and it's, I say that because obviously we know that Christianity is older than America. Mm-hmm. Duh. Right. And the practices of Christianity, if you are a Christian or if you used to be a Christian and you have any knowledge of the Bible whatsoever, then you probably know at least the basics of Christianity, the belief in Jesus as our Lord and savior died for our sins you believe in him you have everlasting life 10 commandments love thy neighbor obviously right. it's deeper or than even that, if you but, don't believe you know you know but the you basics. probably know the basics of that that's been around since well before america was right. so, was was stolen okay let's yeah. use the right words <laughs> here so what happened is that in the conquest of colonization from everywhere there was colonization oh yeah the way that europeans who were primarily i i want to say primarily catholic i don't have all my research in front of me but i so i get it a little mixed up between who a was very roman large catholic. portion of them were catholics catholic roman catholic yes. etc you know if you do any research about the church of england and the way that even the monarchy is today even watch the crown for 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 heaven's sake and see just how serious they took things like divorce back in like 1950 like it was that serious so we know that the the primary um religion of european um countries and, and their history is christian catholicism of course and the protestant movements and all those things that's all yep centered in Europe, right? So their belief in their Christianity making them the rulers of all and you know the way and in them taking Bible verses and twisting them about the dominion that they believe they have over the earth because they're Christian and they're colonized and everything else is what led them to believe that they had the right to steal other people and steal their land and take their culture and take their humanity in all different ways through colonization because they felt entitled to anything that wasn't Christian. So they saw, you know, and even they even believed, of course, like darker skin was because of your lineage that was connected to to sin. There was yeah. a lot of beliefs about the curse of Ham, I believe. Yes. Um, and just even seeing cultures seeing the, the the cultures and the tribes within the countries and the and the continents in which they they colonized calling that heathen because heathenism is a term for non-christian we you know 
people can say heathen now as a slave. People say heathen now oftentimes as a slang term. My mom used to say all the right, time, who right. is heathens, right? Well, I, didn't know what, I didn't know what that meant. I was like, heathen. <laughs> I didn't know that the, what the root of that word was. I just thought that was just a black mama term. But right. that, <laughs> our, our mamas are mad. Right. <laughs> I think it looked like a little heathen. Right. Oh, hair. yes. Yes. So fix your hair. You fix your like hair you look like a little heathen. Like, what, what is a heathen? <laughs> oh my but gosh. anyway, but, the real term. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that another reason why they thought that they could have slaves? Because they are in Africa, they weren't practicing quote unquote Christianity. And but they so, believe they weren't. Practicing. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. They believe. Yeah. They weren't practicing their, I should say, their form of white Christianity and so they justified slavery because of this because they were just quote-unquote heathens exactly and they were also going to teach them the gospel which is another reason why they could not practice their own religion like in the fields and things like that why they had to um why they had to disguise like their their hymns and their own like their churches and things like that, the s- slaves would kind of like, or sorry, enslaved people would kind of hide to like gather and, and have their own religious, like, you know, um, I don't want to say ceremonies, but, but yeah. yeah, religious Gatherings. gatherings. Yes. yes. <laughs> because it was, it wasn't white Christianity. So it was frowned upon, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so that was, that was the justification of the entire transatlantic slave, um, slave trade. That was the justification for, the demolition of indigenous peoples because same thing you know coming to land and seeing something that is completely different from your quote-unquote your version of what civilization is what civilizes yeah. you know for there's, them it's like civilized savages they're civil right exactly so that gave them the power to take control and to take it by any means possible and they justified this in the name of well I am a chosen person by God. And so I can do whatever the heck I want to do, right? So that's how we have white supremacy today. Honestly, that every, almost every single brutal, that's not even the right term. It's not a strong enough term, but brutal act of white supremacy has been justified by Christianity and the, 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 um, the development of the way that Americans practice Christianity, the development, the development, excuse me, of the faith that we see here is from, is, 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 is through the lens of, and the foundation of white supremacy from, right. You know, of course, the way that they practice their faith when they had enslaved Africans and that justification through the justification of, um, of, uh, excuse me, Jim Crow and the belief that God wanted the races to be separate. And that was why we have the Jim Crow um, laws and in the place. Not and mixing races. And- the not mixing races, the belief yeah. that, um, yeah, the, 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 of course, like the, um, the laws against, you know, um, what am I, what is the word? I'm, um, mixed race marriage is not the correct, the correct term. Interracial marriage. Inter- thank you. Interracial <laughs> marriage. Um, all of that is rooted in white supremacy, rooted in, in the racism that they really believed. It's like, that's, that's just the way that, that, that they believe that they're, that they're, 
you know, essentially claiming the same way they claim religious exemption when they don't want to get vaccinated, claim religious exemption because God said we supposed to have, we're supposed to hate black people. So that's what we should do. Um, And, and it's, it's, it's even more, it's deeper than that. There's so much more to it. And I, I, it's, I don't want this to be an entire history lesson, but just understanding like the development of um, the fundamentalist Christianity movement oh, yeah. from the and the the postmodernism to the evangelical understanding. I I can link a couple. I can link a video or not a video, but a podcast in the show notes if I can find it. Um, oh, that's what from, I was gonna say. It's it goes so much deeper that we could ever explain in in forty five minutes. And on top of that, there's people who have devoted their whole entire life to the deconstruction of um you know the 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 origin of christianity white christianity all of it and so you know i i would definitely urge people to look outside of this you know look 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 at some of the what would they be theologists look at the theology is it theology yes okay look at look at the theologists who have like dedicated their their lives to deconstructing it would be it would be a theologian but yes theologian yes yes what is a theologist Um, that's not a thing Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, theology and the study of theology. And if you study, you're a theologian. But yes, there are some theologians. I have a podcast that I can link in the show notes that that really helped me understand the differences of fundamentalist Christianity. I had no idea these terms existed. Like this is oh. like, like white Christians, like their entire root is like this. Okay, they, they'll say things like, I came from a fundamentalist home. I came from a postmodern home. I came, I'm like, what is that? I, I came from that a black is. church. Like, I don't know what this is. So, I came but, from a but, black mama home. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but there, but that understanding these movements in Christianity and the way it shapes the white Christian viewpoint is very important to understand and really, really connects the dots between christianity white christianity american christianity specifically white american christianity specifically and white supremacy and how they're just they're literally they're they're brothers they're they're one and the same almost almost one and the same driven by them and a lot of christians will say well let's you know was christian it was christians that you know stood stood beside martin luther king jr and da 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 da, and christians that worked to abolish slavery and some but actually the majority not so there's a lot of history there but honestly the majority of what has driven and what has been the forefront of the hatred, the racism, the, all the isms we see today, the classism, the racism, the sexism, the, there's no ism for homophobia, but the homophobia Homophobia. and um, that we see all of that is all driven by Christianity, specifically Mm -hmm. our, our white American Christianity. Yeah. So therein lies the problem. And it's it when you are a Christian and you see and you you kind of wake up to this, it's a very difficult, for lack of better words, interesting, confusing yeah. place to be in. Um, but yeah. So I, I, I was going to say, I think for me, what drove me to even want to, I won't say deconstruct because deconstruct is such a very heavy term because that that's like a lot of research but I will say the the start of deconstruction what even prompted me to to want to do that was the hurt that I was feeling from people who were supposed to be my you know Christian brothers and sisters whether that be you know white black whoever 
I was seeing a lot of hate for me. It was during the, the Trump election is when my eyes started, not when I started deconstructing, but when my eyes started really being open to like, Hey, these are, wait, these are Christians. You know what I mean? They were, I saw people worshiping this man, right? Like we I mean, we all know how people worship Trump. Like that's no, that's no secret. I saw people, Christians specifically, white Christians specifically worshiping Trump. I saw where we, you know, we could point out the sins of our brothers and sisters, but we can't point out the sins that Trump, you know, Trump could do no wrong. And I was so confused in how you can call yourself a Christian and then worship a man rather than God. Hmm. That it, I started to feel like this hurt in this pain. And I also started to feel like a, a resentment there. And so for me, it was like constantly having to check in with myself so that I was separating Christians from Christianity. And separating mm-hmm. Christians from God, because if you, if you, no, no matter how deep you are in your faith, if you rely on Christians to be your focal point of your, your relationship with God, you're going, you're going to stray away real quick. Yeah. Um, and so I had to constantly, I was constantly checking in with myself to make sure I was separating the two and it, it just, it was, it was hurtful. You know, even people like I had grew, grew up with my whole life that were white Christians and I was seeing their attitude towards Trump. And it was, it was, it was eye opening for me. Yeah. So and I, 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 I almost Trump. forgot about that, but yes, that too, that added, that was that, crazy. <laughs> that added the fuel to the fire for sure. Um, to even see the way, like, I forgot, did you remember, did you see this video that circulated of like this white, woman who was praying they were having like when during the election Ariana, they, they were loud. praying they were praying in front of the uh whatever the office was that were counting the ballots and they were on their knees yes to the, the, the angels. angels in africa the africa angels and that angels in how, africa how dare really? you first of all have the nerve to call on some angels from africa when you don't even care about the people whose origins are from africa Cause you think you, you, you think that we're still your chattel. Like they, they right. legitimately do. Exactly. Think You're calling on angels for Africa to do your work again. Cause even, ah, even angels are your that, chattel. That you part, that, that yeah. part. Yeah. Even angels was, are your slaves. That was bananas. I was like, this is serious. It was a mix between funny at, at first funny, but also like, I was, was like, this is really scared. Right. I was scared. I was like, right. I'm like, they really, this is really what's going on. It, it yeah. really opened my eyes to the huge, like, there's just two different worlds. Yeah. There's two different worlds. Um, and I love the way Phil Vischer says it. Phil Vischer is a white dude. That's my man. He created VeggieTales and he teaches about, <laughs> I um, he, he teaches about, um, about, he teaches other white Christians about the divide in the racial divide in Christianity and um, in conservatism and, and, and as, as sort of helping them deconstruct without realizing they're deconstructing. I, I was going to say, doesn't he do it in a language that's like, quote unquote, oh, yeah. it's, it's palatable. Yeah. It's palatable. Yeah. And I reckon, I will always recognize the need, for, need pal- for it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but one thing that he said was when he, he, he said that he would get questions about why, you know, especially because white, white Christians especially really struggle with the way that black people in general um, vote. Like, we, you know, of course, you know, they're, the, ide- the, the ideology, excuse me, the, I- the, blah, 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 the idolatry is what I meant to say of their 
pol- of politics for the white Christian is crazy. Is absolutely Insane. ridiculous. <laughs> like let's yes. let's just get one thing straight. Number one, like idolatry, no matter what you're, no matter how much you want to justify or spin it, is still idolatry. So that's number one. It right. is a sin. You shall have no other gods before me. So worshiping, worshiping Trump, guys, it's not decorating not your house from from top to bottom in Trump flags is mm. probably idolatry. not the move. But anyway. <laughs> Um, so, but what he was, he, you know, they, he was saying that he was getting, this is, this is, I think this is on, he'll probably say this on the podcast that I'm going to link in the show notes. Um, if I, I don't, I've listened to so many different like audio clips of him and podcasts and videos. I can't remember where I heard what, but I think it's from this podcast, but he said something specific to, you know, why white Christians vote a certain way and black Christians vote a certain way. Mm. Right. Because a lot of white Christians will say, I just want things to be the way they used to be. And that because that is when, you know, when you look back at 19, 20, 30, 40, 50, that is when Christian ideology is what ruled our country, is what was law, was what was normal. It, just yeah. because something is normalized does not mean it is right. Does not mean right. it is healthy. Not saying that. As, I mean, I, I identify as a Christian woman. I identify as somebody that believes in the Lord, believes in Jesus Christ, and follows him, even though I am not active in a church right now at all. And I'm in the process of deconstructing everything I've been taught and realizing so much of what I've been taught has been wrong. It goes deeper than racism, guys. It's everything. But that's another conversation. Well, the, I'll, I'll mention that. That's later. a whole anyway, other podcast. My right. Gosh, that, that's is. deep. Yes. Um, but, you know, specifically, you know, in in historically speaking i should say the idol the, the ideology of white christianity the, the the beliefs that uh that white christians held was what was the norm the majority of our presidents have been christian yeah. our christian our nation was founded on a you know uh excuse me european colonized christian standards christian um doctrine and so it would make sense that that is what the majority of white America identifies with because that, that is what has built the systems and structures and laws and practices of our nation. And part of that has been, you know, part, part of their faith, part of practicing their faith has been the enslavement and the separation and the, and the, any, the inequality and the dehumanization of black and brown bodies. Yeah, that's part of their norm. That's their that's their norm. That's their livelihood. That's what they believe. So when they look back, when they look in the rear rear view mirror, they they see the standard, you know, nuclear Christian family because they believe that the Bible said that the you know family is supposed to look one way. They see, you know, when where they where the majority of the population looked like them and that everything was separate. So all they had to see was the white picket fence and the white people and the white dogs and. And, you know, they ruled the middle class. Not the white class. dogs. <laughs> Not the white dogs. <laughs> um, and they ruled the middle class. Um, that's what they see in the rear view mirror. They see, they see when nobody questioned their, their idolatry, that, that, excuse me, I keep saying idolatry, their, their ideology, that no one, no one questioned their theology, no one, that, that the, the laws that were essentially put in place were mostly aligned with their faith, but because there was a separation of church and state, and there's, there obviously still is. Um, the government didn't have control over what Christians did. They could just kind of do what they felt they wanted to in their little Christian hearts, and okay. it was fine, right? Right. When Black people look in the rearview mirror, we see what? 
enslavement inequality inequality a fight for lynching, yeah. marching being killed being hated because but, we're know. black right so obviously the way that people vote you know that christian excuse me white christians vote because they want to go backwards they tend to vote more conservative because the conservative party is the party that tries to hang on to the white race that tries to hang on to the control that try that they their yeah. foundations are the white supremacy yeah right and wa- right, exactly wanting to keep america what they thought was so great hello great again yeah exactly Whereas- i mean think about that statement in itself america great again I, I i kept challenging what i challenged a lot of people was what era was it great mm-hmm. let me know because then i'm going to tell you what that era looked like for me exactly they believed all those eras were great for them mm-hmm. and now they see our fighting back you know yes we've been fighting back since the beginning of our enslavement but i would vouch to say that the fights have gotten louder have gotten more aggressive have gotten oh, yeah. you know what i'm saying bigger yeah. um more demanding and so because we've gotten to that point where we're really starting to catch up and really ain't gonna take nothing like you used to be like okay if you just give us a little bit of free we'll, we'll leave you alone yeah, now, now we're, we're like, like no you know we're like nah. we want we don't Equal. want just equality. We want whole equity. We want we want mm. payback. Yeah. Before it was just let us just sit on the bus with you. Now it's oh. like actually pay us back for all the times we missed work. You know what I'm and saying? That literally and now that that's what they're like. Aboo! They're really starting to not like that. So they're fighting even harder. The harder we fight, right. the harder they're fighting back. And I would literally say I think thinking about a lot of the reasons why white Christians love America so much or, or just love their conservativeness so much is because they built their faith, not on Christian values, but American values. It's literally the same thing. American Mm -hmm. values and Christian values for them are the same exact thing. And so when you criticize a president, when you criticize, you know, the way they vote, to them, you're criticizing their Christianity because yes. for them, American values and Christian values are, are one and the same. Exactly. Because that is how they built it. But the problem is these Christian values that they have created are not biblical. No. They, this is not the <laughs> American, American for Christianity them. <laughs> that, they, that they wholeheartedly believe is biblical. I don't, biblical is not biblical. It is not sound doc. I'm not saying all of it's false, throw it no, all out the window. No. I'm saying 97% of it is false, throw 97% of it out the window. Like, for real, for real. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's re- like, if you really dig deep into- Because American values are rooted in white supremacy, so that's what it's rooted in. Their Christian yes, values yes. are rooted in white supremacy. All of it, you know. intertwined it. Exactly. Well, they created it. Yeah, they, they created, created it. Yeah. White. That's, that's important to understand. White Christians created white supremacy. White supremacy. Yep. So they, that's, that's them taking their beliefs that I'm using air quotes right now, but you can't see me. <laughs> so we're always doing air quotes. And I'm like, I think about the fact that they can't see. <laughs> anyway. Um, but you know, they're, they're taking, they took their quote unquote beliefs and then created a nation out of those beliefs and those beliefs for them, for I don't know where in the Bible they saw what they saw, yeah, to do what they did. I tried but, to figure that out for a while, real hard, 
And then I realized I was going to wreck my brain because it didn't exist. It It's yeah, it's I mean, and like, like we've said before, like that, that is another conversation, but just like real quick, like they, what they've essentially been able to do is take this heavily translated Bible and this Americanized, you know, English, whatever Bible, and they take certain sh- verses that weren't meant to say what they, you know, what, that weren't yeah. meant to communicate certain things. They take them out of context or create their own context. And essentially you have what we have, you know, you have yeah. the fact that there was slavery in the Bible. So, you know, you can take one that little verse that says, you know, slavery's, you know, uh, slaves obey your master, but completely ignore the entire book of Exodus. That was all about God freeing the enslaved the people yeah. in Egypt. So, um, yeah, it's, it's bad. I mean, <laughs> miss that part. certain, right. You take certain, um, certain Bible verses about marriage and about submission and you take them and you create, um, you know, an entire, an entire world of male power and male dominance. Sexism. So that part right there, real quick, I remember my, when we did premarital counseling and my pastor or the, 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 at the time our pastor had asked us, like, I guess like what was hard for me and something I had told him was, was submission. Right. I was like, I am a very strong willed independent woman. I don't like the idea of submission. What I re- what I meant is I didn't like the white Christian idea of submission. Right. Correct. Because he said, if you keep, if you keep reading, it says, and husbands submit to your wife. We never hear that part. It, mm-hmm. We always hear wives submit to your husbands. I have never heard, and A, why it's really important to read your Bible for yourself, but I have never heard someone say, and husbands submit to your wife. Mm-hmm. Never heard that part. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's, it's literally right there. And it's in multiple, and in another verse will say, and husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. How did Christ love the church? Christ loved the church by dying for the church. Hello. Right. Right. Hello. But what they but what but what white Christians have have historically taken those verses and said is that wives, it's your job to, to have sex whenever your ma- your man wants to have sex. Oh, because your body uh, is not why, your own. Because, no, your body belongs to God is what he meant. Right. Hello. <laughs> your body belongs to God. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> wives, it's your job to not lead your man into temptation. So make sure that you give it up whenever, because if, if, and, 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 oh, the whole purity movement and modesty and all, it's all bad. It's all Even toxic. divorce. I stayed in yes. a very toxic, abusive divorce because me married. it was, it was, I'm sorry, stayed in a very toxic, abusive marriage because in my mind, it was going to be another thing that I did that God hated me for because God mm. hated divorce. The Bible also talks about hardened hearts. No one talks about that uh, and mm. that being a cause for divorce. Mm. No one talks mm. about that. They just There has to be this extreme reason for you to have an divorce. And I think infidelity is one of them, which I, I definitely would have had that reason. But he also talks about hardened hearts. And they they pick and choose. They just tell you divorce is terrible. Don't do it till death do you part mm-hmm. i don't care what happens i don't care if he's beating you upside the head you don't leave your husband if you are a christian or even if you're not if you're interested um a really good podcast that helps to like give like real examples of the toxicity of the evangelical white conservative christian like i don't want to say movement but just 
way of life, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, is The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. This is, um, it's a podcast about an actual church that um, became a huge mega church under this really, really, really. Oh, I've heard about that mean evil <laughs> i don't want to call him evil but really mean um pastor that basically practiced all the isms and mm. how it rose and, and why it fell and it has shed so much light to this is this is this is really what has been indoctrinated into the minds and hearts and spirits and why there's so there's so much church hurt and spiritual abuse and people leaving the church in yep. in droves in droves people are leaving the church and i mean it's taking everything in me to not be one of those people let's be real um no but when people i love the say lord they, too much but right but when people say they don't believe in god because of and and listen that you you have to believe in god for yourself not for people but when people who have no foundation or belief in God to begin with, say they they have no interest because of how they see Christians behave. I understand that wholeheartedly. Because yeah. I'd be like, listen, I, listen, I'd be about to Me leave too. sometimes too. <laughs> it, it especially when that's what but what I what I said to one of my friends recently, um, because my husband and I have made a decision to leave the church that we were at, the one that I had mentioned, and I'm not going to tell you know explain what what happened within our church as to why, but just in general, we decided not, you know, time for us to move on. And right, we, right now we are in the middle, we're, we're in the middle. We're not really ready for another church. We're not ready to be under another, like, it just feels like an leadership. institution, another yeah. leadership. It's hard for us to trust that kind of stuff. And I was talking to one of my friends who, cause met, you know, met many, many have made the same decision let's just put it that mm -hmm. way but one of our friends have you know said that that's not the decision they're ready to make yet um we're not ready to make but that they still feel called in that space and I was like I mean say someone got to be there because someone has to be the change someone like yeah. the thing is I, I had said to her you are you and your husband are further along in your faith you have such you have so much more of a foundation mm -hmm. in your faith in your spiritual walk where Things can be happening and y'all discernment is y'all know because y'all yeah, already have you're not getting like, pulled in y'all y'all not on that that milk as the bible says y'all on solid 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 food y'all not even on baby food y'all not even toddlers in your faith y'all like high school it's like i'm over here like a first grader you know uh, like listen, third grader in my faith i'm so, still drinking titty milk because so. <laughs> <laughs> you really say titty milk. <laughs> we're talking about the lord and you I should say I I'm still drinking can, breast milk. It was it was not. the black. I'm sorry. Jeez. Oh man. Okay. Um but no, you know, I, I said to her, you know, she's she's at the point in her walk where she's a leader in the church and so she okay. has that ability to create and make change and to not allow for certain things that happen to affect the way that she is um, discipled, you know, because she's yeah. doing the discipling. But I'm like, we're over here being discipled. She knows what her purpose is and what her calling is, and she can walk straight in it because she can it's, hear straight from God. That's not what I'm saying. No, because I can do all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that when you are, I mean, everyone's always, I mean, yes, she still is a, everyone needs to be discipled and everyone else can do discipling just depending yeah, on where yeah. you are. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's specifically in the church. She is a discipler. She is a leader. She is somebody that 
doesn't need that, that's not going to take anything she hears as sound doctrine right yeah because no, that's she what I mean. knows Same. she knows she she knows her bible more and is able to have that spirit of discernment that's going yeah. to in, ensure that she stays afloat and knows exactly what's what whereas for me and my husband i have a little bit of that but there's also a lot that's still i don't want to say missing but a lot that i'm still learning so because of that i can hear something and think that's true that's Mm -hmm. doctrine i gotta do that you know um one very small example was just the fact that i felt like i had to you know serve in church a certain way to be uh to be you know a good christian to be valued that kind of thing um because that was what i was told and that's what i was taught i was you know that's and if and if i've been in this particular space from the time I was 22 to 30, that's a whole lot of my young adult life that I'm allowing to be shaped from a, from a perspective that is not biblically sound, but I'm believing is because that's what I have to go off of, you know? So that's why for us, it was like, you know, time to just step back and I have to kind of do my own. I'm, I'm in a season of doing my own unlearning and I don't want any other like impartations. You want to know your Bible before right. you finally get to a leadership. So then when, if leadership says something that you know is not of God that you could be like, nah, not mm-mm. this is yeah. So I, that's yeah, exactly. That's, that's where I'm at. And that's what I would encourage, you know, anyone that's in the same space. Oh, if yeah. you are in a space of deconstructing, you know, we, a lot of Christians that are, that are super like, you know, I don't want to say conservative, but a lot of evangelical Christians, they, they hear the word deconstruction and they're like, Oh, traitor. Like, that's not what that is. It's like, Hey, I've been taught a lot of spiritually abusive things and I need to unlearn what I was taught something that I have. It's very difficult to unlearn things that have been so normalized and so ingrained in you. That's, that's all of unlearning white supremacy because white supremacy has been ingrained in all of us. Um, you know, and in and outside of the church, it's still, it's still the way of life. It's the way of life for the American is white supremacy. So as it's very difficult to unlearn a way of life. So when you are a Christian, that is a process, right? Exactly. So when you're a Christian that's deconstructing, you're unlearning so many harmful things that have become your way of life. You can't just decide one day to wake up and be like, I don't believe that anymore. Oh, I know better. No. No, that's not how it goes. There's such a deep, deep, deep process that goes on inside of you. Um, I'd even argue it's a two-step. There's deconstruction and then there's decolonization. Especially if you were like, if you had that white, that, that white Christianity background, that's something I'm learning too. Like I'm, I'm doing both at the same time. Yes. It's a lot. It's a lot. And that's, and that's honestly what we need to be doing, you know, every area with every, right. With every single area of life, we need to be deconstructing and decolonizing because everything, every single thing, under the American umbrella, right? On every the American system. soil, every education, system. you know, spiritual, you know, everything, every system, we have to do both of those deconstruct yep. and decolonize. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> that, I mean, this, I was going to say that was, that was a lot. Yeah. That, a good a lot. That was, that, that was, was a, a conversation lot. that I've been wanting to have for a while. We've had this yeah. one on the books for like two months and we've pushed it back for other things that have kind oh, of yeah. popped up as far as like current events are concerned. 
um, sure. because this is one of those episodes that is relevant to all the time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we had talked about this because it was right in the time when all the abortion stuff was happening with Texas as well. Yes, so, where the, where there will yes, be a Patreon episode coming. Yes, from there will this be. episode. Yes, there is a Patreon. That's good. That's good to know. There's a Patreon episode that will be coming this week from this episode that kind of branches off, not just about Christianity, but we'll be talking about the cult following that happens on social media, but we see it specifically in the white conservative influencer space. Yeah. So that's why it sort of ties into this and that it, you know, kind of also ties back to the fact that there's a lot of cult-like behavior within white Christianity yeah, as well. The ideology that the, we the, the, the yeah, ideology. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. My words here. So that will be a Patreon episode. There will be some even like personal tea in there. So that's why it's Patreon episoding for everybody's ears. Um, so stay tuned for you that. You can still join though. You can oh, still absolutely. Get the oh, Patreon let's, let's be real. Yes, always. It's, it's the, it, you can always get the tea. You just got to subscribe. And the tea <laughs> starts at the lowest tier. So $5 yeah. a month gets you our bonus episodes. What else does the $5 a month tier get? It gets you the bonus episode. And it gets you a, uh, a monthly newsletter. So yes. um, in our monthly newsletter, just really quick, um, just, you know, really briefly, we kind of talk about things that are going on, current events that are happening throughout mm-hmm. the month. Any like big, like for instance, this monthly newsletter, we talked briefly about like breast cancer because mm-hmm. it's breast cancer awareness month. We touch a little bit about, um, you know, we had our quarterly anti-racist chat. So we talk about upcoming events. Mm-hmm. Um, we might put, um, charities and organizations that you can donate to those have been in the newsletters as well so I mean it it just kind of keeps you up to date with what's going on with black girl voices but then there's other resources in there too because we link we link uh, podcasts that we're listening to books that we're reading accounts that we think you should follow so I mean it's definitely a good resource it is it's a great resource you're getting all of that for less than a, 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 a Starbucks run that you made this morning Right, you know, Just gosh darn good and well, you spent six dollars and thirty nine cents on that pumpkin yeah. spice latte. But for five dollars, you get bonus episodes. We usually do about two bonus episodes a month and a whole yep. monthly newsletter, and then we also have other tiers as well. So for um, the mid tier, I think it is, you get the quarterly yep. anti racist chats, and then get for the quarterly anti racist chat, and we have our um, we have our our book club as well. So just That's check the VIP out one. That's the VIP one. The, the top mm-hmm. top tier is the book club. So check out our Patreon. It's always in the link in the show notes and you can see all the tiers, join which one works for you. And then you can at least get, even for the bottom tier, you can get um, our bonus Patreon episodes and we'll continue this conversation more. Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. If you love today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.